It's time! What's up, MMA fans? This is the MMA Takes Podcast. I am your host, Brian Petrie. How's it going? How we doing? It's been about five days, six days since you'll probably be listening to this. So, uh, yeah, this is podcast six or seven. I've lost track. We're, we're too many in. We're too many in to keep count. We're, we're going to stop keeping count. This is the MMA Takes Podcast. I'm coming on you once a week. This show is just going to be like every other show. I'm going to hit you with some news. I'm going to go over my big weekend, uh, the Cerrone Madero's card. I'm going to preview the Stevens Emmett card that is this Saturday from Orlando. I'm going to give you my hot take of the week. And as always, I'm going to end it with a top five. I do have a pretty good top five I'm pretty excited to talk about. Um, just before we jump into the news, hopefully this podcast is sounding a little better considering I just spent a couple shekels on upgrading my system. New computer. I got a new microphone. I got this little interface so I can have some guests on. Um, we're trying to get big deal. We're trying to get big time here. Okay. So I, I put some money in it. I'm going to invest in myself, invest in the podcast. I, uh, I upgraded my SoundCloud account. Uh, Try that again. I ups, updated my SoundCloud account. I was going on the free SoundCloud. They gave you like three hours of upload time. I ran out of minutes or ran out of hours or however it works. And they're like, well, you can do six hours for this much or you can do unlimited. So I went unlimited. I mean, that's just that's just the move to do. And um, I think it's turned out pretty well. It's cool because they came with stats. And this is my first upload since that. But all my previous podcasts, this is a little stats. I've had like three hundred something listens. You know, most of that comes from my local area. But there's a couple. There's a couple of you guys out there listening to me. You know, in Europe, and then there's a couple. Couple of my friends in Alaska. We got some uh, Californians listening. That's really cool. That's that's cool. I mean, I know three hundred dollars or three hundred dollars, three hundred listeners is in the you know is nothing to somebody, but it's something to me. I appreciate appreciate you. I appreciate you a whole lot. Keep listening. We're only going to get better. Only going to improve. Hopefully the sound quality is a little better. New computer, new microphone. Got this little diddly-do here. We're ready to go. So let's jump in the news. You know what? Actually, it's been kind of a slow week. I mean, the Madero's Cerrone car was on Sunday. Not like a ton has happened. Um, the only thing that happened on Sunday, obviously besides the fights, was Nate Diaz. They cut the Nate Diaz in the crowd after a pretty entertaining Derek Lewis uh, post-fight speech, and Nate Diaz had what appeared to be a blunt in his mouth, and he fake-lit it, or he tried to light it, or however however you want to interpret that. Um, no, I mean, what do you want me to say? It's Nate Diaz. I mean, uh, that's what the guy does, right? I mean, he, he if you're on his Instagram, if you're on anything, I mean, the guy smokes weed. Him and his brother smoke weed. Okay, we get it. They're like, they're like the guys in high school who smoked weed for the very first time. They told fucking everybody. Like, okay, we get it. You smoke weed. Cool, dude. Like, you know, that's sweet. You know, that's awesome. I'm not a weed guy. I don't have anything against weed. I just, I personally don't like it. I tried it in high school. It made me tired. I don't want to go out. I don't want to see anybody. Very antisocial. That's just the opposite effect that I, I don't want, you know. If I'm partying and have a good time, that's, a, that's the last thing I want to do. So I've never been a big fan of it. Um, I don't think it's that big of a deal. I think it's funny how people think it's so cool that he did that. Although Nate Diaz is such a badass thing on TV. Uh, 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 yeah, I'm indifferent to it. I don't really care. I think Nate Diaz is a great fighter, but it's like, okay, you're you're, you're not a 15 year old boy in high school anymore. We get it. You smoke weed. A lot of people smoke weed. 
you don't have to broadcast it. I don't understand the you know what the big deal is. I know you know he's in USADA testing and and whatnot. So that, I mean that obviously could be an issue. But I mean I don't think Nate Diaz is fighting anytime soon. Nate Diaz is waiting out for that Connor fight, and uh, I don't know if that's happening anytime soon. That's a good segue into the second bit of news, and the only bit of news since it's been kind of a slow week is just right before I uh, set up to record this, Conor McGregor Instagram post, a picture of him with a turtleneck up above his face, classic Conor, typed out a big speech, big, uh, big description about how he is fighting again, period. So he basically told, quit, quit the chat. If I'm fighting, I'm not fighting. He's going to fight again. Then he claimed that he, he uh, offered to step in to face Frankie Yeager at 222, and he said he just he wanted to get in there real quick, take out the last featherweight, he said, and, um, and, and then he didn't have to do any of the media or the pressure. He could just come in real quick. said the UFC didn't have enough money to generate for such a short notice. Um, and then, you know, but he's going to fight. He's going to continue on. He said, appreciate what I do outside the cage, also what I do inside the cage. And then immediately, um, Frank Yeager's manager, Ali, basically said he's full of shit. That never happened, yada, yada. You know, this happens quite a bit. A fighter says, I took the fight. Another fighter says, no, you didn't. Um, I can imagine Connor himself or one of Connor's team place a call to Dana White. I mean, I'm, I'm pretty sure they're friendly. Connor's the biggest star in the company. I'm sure if Connor wants to fight, he'll place a call himself. And, uh... I, I, I don't see why Connor would lie about that. I really don't. I, I think he does want to fight Frankie. I don't know if Connor I mean, I've seen pictures of Connor recently and he looks fucking jacked. I don't know if he could make 145. I mean, that'd be a tough cut to tough fight against Frankie. I don't know if they would even fight for the title or not. If they would just be a three round fight, or if they would do like, okay, well, Connor's coming back, so let's do the interim belt. I know that kind of fucks Max over because Max has been doing such a good job. I don't know how that would have shake, uh, shaken out with everything, but uh, those fucking dogs are barking in the background. Hopefully you can't hear that. I'm going to be so pissed if you can hear that because these goddamn dogs are barking. But, no, back to Connor. You know, it would have it saved UFC 22. I think that's what he wants to do. I think the media pressure for him is insane. I can only imagine he, want, he wants to fight. He wants to slide in there and get it. He just came off one of the biggest media tours ever with the McGregor. He had to deal with a lot of shit for that, a lot of hype, a lot of pressure, a lot of interviews. That shit wears on you. Um, I, I actually like this idea. If it's true, you know, obviously the UFC, I mean, Connor has a big price tag, you know, and, and, and I, I believe him. You know, I'm a Connor guy. I believe him. Um, a lot of people are probably going to say, no, he didn't. Frankie's might make a comment later today. I don't know. Um, I do believe him. Dana, hopefully Dana White addresses this, or maybe even Sean Shelby, McMaynard, one of the uh, matchmakers. I'm assuming, though, it's a direct call to Dana. It's not You don't have to call Sean or, 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 or uh, Mick. I think it's a direct call to Dana. So hopefully Dana can come out and clear this up. Um, because this happens a lot. Managers go, no, he never offered to fight my guy. Because I'm sure Frankie would take that fight. Frankie would have a full camp. Connor would not. Frankie has always been like the pretty bad matchup for Connor on paper. Really, really tough grappler. Really tough guy to get out of there. Um, so we'll see. I mean, I, I, I believe him, though. But that's really the news. I mean, it's been kind of a slow MMA week. And, uh, yeah, I mean, that's it. Now we come to the payoff. Now we come to the payoff. This one coming straight from out of the dancer. This one coming straight from out of the dancer. All righty, let's get to the money. Huge weekend for me. If you listen to the last podcast, I told you to bet everything on Donald Cerrone, and I was not kidding. 
Um, bet the house on them. I, I really was so shocked on that line, how close it was. It was dead even by the time they fought. It was one, minus 150, minus 150, even as it gets. So blown away by that. Um, I loved it. I loved that fight. I thought Cerrone, I mean, Cerrone's lost three in a row. Yancey Medeiros, who was a, a great fighter himself, won three in a row. I just thought the level of competition was it was massive. I mean, Cerrone's fighting world beater, Jansen Medeiros. I mean, he's fighting some decent guys, but nothing like crazy. Um, and I think Cerrone's just a better fighter, and, and he won first round. Um, I would have, if there was a, I didn't do any uh, sub bets, but if there was, I would have put first round finish. I really did. So confident in Cowboy. A buddy of mine who is another MMA fighter, or I'm sorry, another MMA junkie fan um, who bets a lot as well. Hopefully we'll get him on the podcast. He was not sure about the uh, Donald Cerrone fight. That's what makes me the best. That's why they. That's why I do this podcast. That's why when he comes on, I'll rub it in his fucking face. Um, I won a nice pretty penny on that. Um, that, was a, that was a great... I mean, you basically are, are, are doubling your money anytime you place a bet that's dead even like that i mean you know minus 150 means is every hundred bucks you're gonna you know 150 100 you put 150 dollars down you're gonna win 100 bucks so if you put a lot of money down you can win a lot of money and that's what exactly what i did very very happy about that another thing is i uh i did pick lewis Derek lewis on the podcast uh, on the podcast i said that I, did, I also picked just i did not mention this on a podcast uh Derek millinder who fought tiago alves I after the weigh-ins, I placed that bet because Tiago Alves just didn't look himself. He looked old. Uh, Millinder's huge, and I rewatched some videos on the guy, and, and I, I started following him on Instagram. And he's very confident. He cried when he got the news he was in the UFC. I mean, this this meant a lot to him. I thought his skills were. I mean, this is basically old versus new. You know, Tiago Alves has been around forever. I mean, he fought GSP at UFC 100. I mean, this guy's been around forever. Millinder's a new up-and-comer. He's huge for 170, or at least he made, he looked huge for 170. Tiago Alves is a 155er. I know he went down there, wanted to come back up. Um, Alves hung tough, though. I'll give him credit. He should have been out of there a few times. There's a couple times there was a walk-off KO, and, and, and he fought his way back, and uh, much respect to him. Then we got Derek the Beast Lewis, who beat Martian Tibera. I predicted this fight. Um, on the podcast, I thought the I thought the beast was uh, having too much confidence in now. Tabura looked okay against Redoom. I, I mean, he trains out of a great camp. I think he's a great heavyweight. But um, it was it was a, it was it was one to one going in third. I had it one to one going in third, and I thought Derek Lewis just he had that extra gear that a lot of people didn't think he had because you know he has made comments about his cardio before. But I think uh, I think he's he's taking his training to the next level. Um, I know he's a Houston guy, so that was that was great for him to win in Texas. Um, that was kind of a no-brainer. He was an underdog, too, probably just because Tiberio's kind of been on the tip of a lot of people's tongues in the heavyweight division, went five hard rounds with Fabricio uh, with Doom, fights out of Greg Jackson's, yada, yada, yada. Um, good fighter, great fighter. I just think Lewis, this is Lewis's time. Now, is Lewis going to be... I mean, can he beat Stipe? Probably not. No. I mean, I don't think he can. He's big. He's powerful. He's strong. He's got some skills. I don't think he can beat Stipe. He called out Ganyu. I think that's a really interesting fight. I think Ganyu needs maybe a little break right now. I think uh, depending on how quickly Derek Lewis wants to jump back in there, I think Alistair Overeem makes a lot of sense for him. Um, I would like I would like Derek Lewis in the Overeem fight. Uh, Overeem, if he fights smart, then I think he can win. He could pick him apart. But, I mean, if he charges at him like he did in Ganyu, then who fucking knows? The Ngannou fight, that's interesting. I think they should put that on a pay-per-view. 
It could headline. Um, I don't think it would do huge numbers if it headlined, but I think it could. And um, but I would put it as a co-main and, and then and then put like an established guy there. I think Ganyu, a lot of people maybe are a little uh I think the fight hype will be great because Derek Lewis is gonna be kind of talking shit to Ganyu. And Ganyu's mean enough as it is. I mean, at least he looks mean. Very, very serious looking guy when uh, during the stare downs and whatnot. So um yeah, I I I like that fight as a as a co-main, not a main event. Um and that's about it. Yeah, I mean, I, I, it's all like, oh, oh, well, the last one, as I wasn't going to mention this because I, I lost, but I was pretty high in Jared Gordon. I, I believe I uh, he was a pretty big favorite against Fiara, and I said that was my lock of the night. Back-to-back weeks, my lock of the nights have lost. Um, you know, Jared Gordon, he, he, he's a tough guy. He got caught with a punch, and he got TKO'd. I mean, that's what, that's what happens. Uh, Diego Fiara is a lot... He hits a lot harder than I thought. I haven't seen him in a while. I mean, I'm, you know, I'm not going to take anything away from Diego, but I thought Gordon was going to win that pretty easily. He's look, he's he's handled his UFC fights thus far really, really well. Um, so I'm 0 for 2 with Jared Gordon. I bet against him last time, and then I bet for him this time, and he's lost. So I'm going to stay away from him for a while. He's my kryptonite right now, so I'm going to stay away from him. But other than that, a great night. I mean, even if even if I had a couple losses, I I, I – took my own advice as should you if you're listening to this everything i say write it down like take i'm I'm gonna bet this because cerrone paid out big i predicted rose against uh joanna um if you go back to mma takes it's documented it's on the record and i won some money off that i listened to my gut instincts even more so this time put even more money down um and it paid off for me and it was it was a fantastic victory i loved it i was half asleep you know i gotta i got a real job i gotta go work the next day those late sunday cards i i like a card on sunday but let's start them at like six instead of nine if you're gonna put six fights in the main card i guess another thing to talk about sage norcutt he had a decision um i thought it was just i thought the other guy was uh the french guy to boot i'm mispronouncing his name i am horrible with uh pronunciation i will clean that up but um, I thought Sage did enough. You know, he's a Texas guy. Maybe some home cooking. I don't know. It's a close fight. I just thought Tabur was, uh, I'm, I'm saying it different every time. I thought he was fighting to play safe. I thought he was fighting. He wasn't fighting to finish. He was fighting to outpoint Sage. I don't think really necessarily Sage was either. Sage kept looking up the clock. He was having good clock management, and he was he was picking his spots. I feel like after the first round, after Sage got clipped a few times, I think Sage was like, okay, I need to be careful here, which he should. He should fight careful as, as every time because I don't think he is, his chin is, is, is where it needs to be. Um, but I like Sage at 155. I think it was a good move that he won, um, or I think it, it was a good look that he won. I know there are some ratings that said the ratings spiked when he was fighting. I don't know if that's because all of Texas watched. He's a good-looking guy. You know, he's a polite kid. He's, like, the nicest fucking guy in the world. I don't know what's going on with him. Um, guarantee you he's a goddamn virgin, though. I can guarantee you that. I mean, what's the point of working out and looking, having the body the way Sage does, and they're just never having sex with girls? I mean, that's the whole reason guys go to the gym. Sorry. I mean, that's the truth. You know, I want to be in shape and be healthy. Yeah, you also want to also wanna bang some chicks. But if you're a single guy, if you're, if you're a married guy and you want to go to the gym, it's probably because your wife's telling you how fat you look. But, uh, I mean, that's just a waste. If, you, if you're looking that, like that with your shirt off and you're a handsome guy and you're polite and you, you know, now you have some money with the UFC, you got a little bit of fame, if you're not having sex with chicks, and I, I don't know what to do with you. I know he's probably a religious guy, and that's fine. And, and you know, I don't, I don't poke holes in, in anybody's beliefs, but 
you can't have a 12 pack and not have sex with chicks. I mean, I, that, that will, that will, to the end of time, that will take, I, I won't understand that. I won't understand traffic jams. If you're always moving, there shouldn't be any traffic jams. What, people come to complete stops on highway. I don't, that's a whole nother podcast. I'm going to open another podcast just talking about traffic jams and why they should not ever exist unless there's a lane closure or some kind of wreck. They should never exist. So, yeah, I had a good weekend. So let's just go. Let's just hop right into this weekend's card. It is in UFC Orlando. It's a UFC fight night. It's on Fox, I believe. It's in Orlando on Saturday night. It's a solid little card. Um, I love the fights in the card. I don't like this card for betting. Um, a lot of the lines were crazy. Like, I'm so tempted to jump on Tisha Torres, who's a plus 245 underdog against Jessica Andre, only because Andre is like a grappler and Tisha is more of a, a striker. And a lot of people think, you know, Andre is going to grind it out. Um, Tisha's right there for a title shot. I mean, she's beat Rose once and she's lost a split decision to Rose in the UFC. Might have been a unanimous, but it was a close fight when she lost to Rose in the UFC. Tisha's right there. Tisha's partner, wife, um, Raquel Pennington, has beat Andre's, but that was at 135. And so a lot of people are saying, well, you know, Tisha's going to come in and they got great insight and this and that. Tisha's a lot smaller than Raquel. Raquel kind of has a different game than her. I believe Raquel Pennington submitted her. I don't see that happening. Um, Andre's is a big, strong 115er. Um, I can't believe I just said that in the same sentence. A big, strong 115er. Uh, 115, 115 pounds isn't, you know, you're not big or strong, but I guess for that division you are. It's, uh, you know, I, I, I can see myself sitting there on Saturday night after I place my bets and going, you know what, throw one, just throw a hundy on uh, Tisha. I mean, plus 245 with an elite fighter like Torres is crazy to me. I think that's a crazy line. It might move a little bit. Um, I think Andres is a, a fantastic fighter, but 245 against someone who should be fighting for the title is bananas. So that's not even one I had written down. I went on a crazy rant about that. So what I've written down here, because I do not like this card for betting, is Stevens versus Emmett. I think it's going to be razor, razor thin. I don't know how Emmett goes. He's looked in shape. He missed weight his last fight, knocked out Lamas. Um, kind of a quick turnaround. Stevens just fought... I don't, I mean, what was it December or end of December, Jan, beginning of January? He fought Duhu Choi, and that was a really competitive fight for uh, in the beginning. And then Stevens TKO'd him. Pretty quick turnaround for both these guys. I don't like Emin at number four. I think that was kind of a big leap. I know he had a huge win. He's undefeated in the UFC. I think he's undefeated in MMA. Comes from a great camp. Is a great wrestler. Has power now. Hopefully, he doesn't get too like you know hand happy. Um, you know, he thinks that he's like a boxer now because I think that could play into the factor against Jeremy Stevens. Jeremy Stevens, I mean, he doesn't kick like Essen Barboza or, or Jose Aldo, but he's got great leg kicks. He uses them so effectively. And I think if this is going to go five rounds, no one's getting stopped. It's razor, razor thin. I would put $500 down. This is in Florida, though. Florida is kind of a hard, uh, a hard market for the UFC. So I don't know how the judges are in Florida. But I would put $500 down that's going to go to a split decision, without a doubt. But um, since I just looked at the line, Emmett is the, is the slight underdog at plus 145. I guess I'll take Emmett. I think uh, Stevens has dropped a little bit uh, when it comes to main events, and he hasn't quite fought to his potential. The Doohoo Choi, even though that wasn't the toughest guy he fought, was probably his biggest win. And he's, he's fought 
everyone in the goddamn division. I think I don't think he the only like top five guy besides Emmett that he hasn't fought is Brian Ortega. I mean, he's fought everybody. So um, this would be a huge win for Stevens, huge win for Emmett. This is huge for 145. It's fitting that Emmett is a plus 145. I think that is some kind of kismic. I think that is meant to be, so I'm taking him. I'm going to place a bet on Emmett. That line's probably going to move a little bit. Um, so place your bets early on that. Then the next fight is I have here is uh, Ovin St. Pru against Lalaire Latifi. Um, OSP's coming off a huge win over Corey Anderson, who is a, is a good wrestler. Latifi is short, powerful, good wrestler. Is going to get tired. OSP, know, he comes out slow a little bit. He doesn't come out hard. doesn't come out fast. He knows how to preserve his energy. OSP is the slight favorite at minus 105. Basically an even fight. Um, I like OSP. I would put him in a parlay. It, 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 I, it's either going to be a really close fight where OSP doesn't show up and he'll, get, he'll just get wrestled, or he's going to show up and um, put on a performance against Latifi, who's been kind of chinny. You can hit him at times. He definitely fades. I don't know how how much he's gonna be able to take OSP down. I think I, I mean when OSP goes five rounds with John Jones, I, I don't think he's gonna have a problem with Lilira Latifi. So give me OSP minus one oh five. And then um the only underdog that I'm really excited to talk about is Ben Saunders. Ben Saunders is plus two ten, and he's against Alan Joban. And Alan Joban's coming off two losses. And Ben and Alan Joban's last loss was against Nico Price, who is him and Ben Saunders are basically the same build. Um, big, tall, lanky guys. I think Ben Saunders is actually a better fighter than Nico Price. I don't know if he has enough, if he has all that much power like Nico does. Nico TKO'd Joe Banny, hit him with some big shots. Um, Joe Ban's shown that he's a little chinny. I think he's a little distracted. He's kind of got a talk show on you know, UFC Now or whatever it is. He does that. He has modeling. He's a handsome guy. Guy doesn't need to be fighting, but he is. He's still fighting. I think he's a good fighter. I think he deserves to be in the UFC. Ben Saunders is so wishy-washy. Sometimes he comes out, he looks like great. Other times he doesn't. Um, I'm picking Saunders. I'm not super confident in this fight. I don't think Ben Saunders has super crazy knockout power. I think Joe Ban moves well, but Joe Ban does get tired. Um, I think this could come to grappling. I don't. I don't know. I think Ben Saunders is very, very slick on the ground. I believe both guys have trained with Eddie Bravo, so I think they both kind of have similar 10th planet backgrounds. I know Joe Ban's an L.A. guy, and he's more of a Bravo guy than Saunders, but I'm pretty sure Saunders has came out here, here came out to L.A. and um, trained with Eddie. So, I, you know, I, I, I like Saunders at plus 210. I mean, that's that's a great – you're going to get great money back on that. I mean, just a 50-buck bet, I mean, you could get some money back. So that's definitely something I like. I like that fight. That's it. That's my bets. Yeah, I, I might write a full article, a full wrap-up, because I kind of went on a big thing with Tisha Torres. I didn't think I was interested in this card as a betting option because I think a lot of the fights are either one side or the lines are crazy. But I, I, might, write, I might write something up. Head over to MMATakes.com see if I do. All right, hot take of the week. This one, this one hurts me. This one, this one um, is not going to be a fun hot take of the week. Hot take of the week is what are you doing, Chuck Liddell? I mean, I love Chuck. Chuck, I think revolutionized MMA. I think he put MMA. Uh, I'm sorry, not MMA. UFC at least on the map. Um, when the Ultimate Fighter blew up, he was a coach. It was perfect timing that him and Randy fought at UFC 52 when they did. It was a rematch. And he knocked Randy out. <clears throat> they rematched again at 57. Same thing. He went on a crazy, crazy run in the UFC. It was very popular. But 
you're an, I think he's what 45 years old, 46 years old. I, I don't know the exact date, but he's an old, old, old 40 year old. I mean, he, he, I mean, there's been legendary rumors of how Chuck partied and, um, in his last few fights. I mean, his best shape of his life was against Rich Franklin. And I love Rich, but th- that punch that Rich landed with should not have knocked out Chuck Liddell, and it did. And Chuck Liddell, I think, um, his style that he always has had, I think it was good for when he came up. I don't think it's good now. I don't think there's anything left for you to prove. You've already beaten Tito Ortiz twice. Why would you want to fight him again? Because that's what the talk is. They're talking about Tito and him fighting, and I'm assuming in Bellator. I don't know how Dana's going to feel about that. I'm, I I have to believe that Chuck is some kind of has some kind of contract with the UFC. I know he had some bullshit job where he was you know showing up to events and getting paid 500k a year or whatever it was. I know that has since got taken away with them, but I got to imagine there's some kind of contract. I mean, I'm sure there's some expiration dates on those fucking things, but um, I don't know. I would I hate to see it. I know he's called out Chael. I know he's done this, and the Tito talks been ramping up, and Tito's like, I'll fight him. Like That's what Bellator's resorting to is two retired guys you know, fighting each other. I don't, I don't necessarily want to see that. I don't want to really see Chuck fight again. I think it was pretty sad how he ended. Chuck was you know, one of my favorite fighters. Um, he was so fun to watch. Um, he was, I mean, he didn't have like the biggest personality, but he had just such a great look. He had a good aura about him. He was kind of easy going. He did all these, you know, things. I mean, I remember he fucking fell asleep on that talk show and he said, you know, it's cough syrup. No, you were up all night boozing, partying, doing God knows what. And then you go to this talk show because, you know, you already committed to it and you got no sleep. I mean, you're up all night banging chicks and drinking beer and snorting some Coke. I mean, that's what you're doing when you're a champion. That's what you're doing when you're promoting whatever that was, you know, that you're promoting. I don't remember what it was. You're probably in some goddamn The Mummy movie or The Scorpion Returns or some shit like that. I don't know. But, no, Chuck, you know, hot take of the week. Chuck, just retire. Just just retire. You're married. You got kids. If you need money, go do another stupid AutoZone power, that stupid battery commercial that I had to watch or whatever it was. Um, maybe go do the Entourage 2 movie if that ever happens. I just don't want to see a fight again. I mean, this you know, I like Chuck. I don't want to disparage Chuck. He's an absolute legend. Um, if his career ended differently, if he wasn't getting knocked out by a fucking gust of wind, I think maybe this talk would be a little different. But the fact is, 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 is he, he's became extremely chinny, and um, it, I just don't want to see it. That's, just, that, that's my hot take of the week. I, uh, Chuck just, no, no, Chuck. And we'll end it with the top five. Sorry about last episode. I kind of rushed to the top five. I started talking at like 30 minutes in and I don't want, you know, I mean, a 40 minute podcast wouldn't be the goddamn worst thing in the world, but I do want to keep it about 30, 35 minutes. Just a real quick drive to work, listen to it, like it, whatever. But, uh, my top five is going to be a little different. I'm going to have a little fun with it. It's going to be top five celebrities I want to fight. Now, if you're a fan of mine and you've been to MMATakes.com and you've read all my blogs, I have a blog that I, uh, that I wrote a few months ago about the action stars that I could beat up. Now, this could be a little different. I'm not adding any action stars on there because there's a few guys on that list that I would like to fight. My number one beating Steven Seagal. I would, I would absolutely love to kick Steven Seagal's ass. But um, go read that. Those are the action stars that I could beat up. These are the celebrities that I want to fight. For various reasons. Num- let's go. Number five, Chris Brown. I mean, the guy beat up Rihanna. I mean, when you lay your hand on a woman like that, I mean, it, it, I'm not. Def- I'm never going to defend women beaters. If you lay your hand on a woman in the heat of passion, you're a piece of shit, 
and you know you should be in jail for it. The one, the 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 woman that you hit, or in the heat of passion, should leave you and never see you again. But you beat Rihanna to a bloody pulp. Her, that picture of her face got trapped in my mind. The reason he's on number five is because I don't know him personally, but I like his music, and it sucks that I have to listen to his music because I like his music. I, I've seen him in concert. My wife dragged me there, and he was a great performer. It's just like you're a piece of shit because you you beat up that woman. I mean, that's just I mean, you beat up Rihanna, not just some woman, fucking Rihanna. So that's why Chris is on the list. Um, if I ever saw him in, in person, I, I would I would take a swing on him. I'm sure his his uh, his friends or security or whoever has with him would come after me. I'm fine with that as long as I take a swing at him. I mean. It, I'm not I'm more mad at myself that I, I still listen to his music, even though he's a piece of shit. Every time I listen to a Chris Brown song, that's good. I'm like, yeah, that's good. And then I'm just like, fuck me and fuck him. Number four, this is an oldie but a goodie. Spencer Pratt. Yes, I watched The Hills. Yes, I was an LC fan. Yes, it, I watched Laguna Beach, even though Spencer Pratt wasn't in Laguna Beach. This guy is fucking delusional. This guy is the worst. Um... You know, I, I he thought he was tough. He had uh, he's boys with Kevin Casey. He was Kevin Casey's like manager. He was like uh, he trained with Hickson or something like that. Had some jujitsu on him. Just every interview with this guy is so fucking cringeworthy that I just want to slap the shit out of him. And the and, and the thing is, is that if he gets wind of this, like he like he challenged me to a fight. He has no idea who I am. Like he's like such an a, a bonehead and so naive about what he actually brings to the table and his skills. And he thinks he's a legit tough guy. And he's just skinny little dweeb rich kid that's a fucking psychopath. I'd smoke Spencer Pratt. I would love to smoke him. As I'm looking at this list, he, I'm getting fired up. He should be higher. Fuck Spencer Pratt, Team LC all the way. And that's all I got to say about this guy. I'm done talking about it. Number three, Vinny, 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 Diesel. Um, just he's a Hollywood tough guy. He could have probably been on my action hero list, but I really don't consider him an action hero considering he doesn't act. Um, his movies are terrible. Um, Fast and Furious, obviously, one was decent. Everything else stinks. Um, Vin Diesel, he's, he thinks he's a tough guy. He goes to a lot of UFC events. I've seen him in the crowd. I remember Joe Rogan making a comment years ago about how he's wearing sunglasses indoor, and that's a true test of a tough guy. Vin Diesel's on this list because I don't know him if he's an asshole. I know he's got beef with The Rock, Tyrese. Tyrese has a beef with The Rock, whatever. Tyrese seems fucking off his rocker. But um, he's like a tough guy. He thinks he's a tough guy, you know? So I put him on a list because he thinks he's fucking... He thinks he's tough, you know? And I don't really know if I have a problem with Vin Diesel. I just... I hate his movie choices. I don't I just I would like to see Vin Diesel maybe do like a comedy every once in a while. I feel like he can he can, he might have some good comedic timing. I know he did that one movie where he played like a lawyer and he got fat or something. I don't remember what it was. It was it was, it was but every other than that every movie is a goddamn same with him. It's either a car, it's either this or that, you know, whatever. Um but yeah, fuck Vin Diesel. Um officially fuck Vin Diesel. I would love to fight Vin Diesel. He he, I should swap this. He shouldn't be three. He she's way too. It should be Vin Diesel at five. Because you know, come to think of it, besides him being such a shitty actor, I really don't have that big of a problem with him. Number two, Sean Penn. Ah, love Sean Penn. Love him as an actor. I think the the character of the man, the real person, is a piece of shit. Another guy that has been accused by Madonna, his ex wife. 
people that he puts hands on women. Um, I've seen, you know, paparazzi are the, are the, the lowest of the low in, in the human. I, I, I can't stand paparazzi. I see these videos on TMZ. I see these celebrities going off on paparazzi. I mean, they are just scum of the earth. I do not know how that's legal. I get it if you're a public figure outside, you know, all fair game, whatever. But this guy just seems like a complete asshole, and he seems like a guy that I just would not get along with. I don't think this guy's laughed in 10 years. I don't think this guy has made a, uh, you know, has attempted to make a joke in 10 years. I feel like everything's so goddamn serious with him. The only time Sean Penn's made me laugh is when he was in I Am Sam and he played the uh, mentally handicapped, handicapped guy who had a daughter with a prostitute or whoever it was, and he's running down the hallway and he falls on the steps and he like, busts the package. That was really goddamn funny. That was really, really, really funny. And I know it's, oh, you can't make fun of handicapped people. Okay, he is an actor playing a handicapped guy. I can make fun of Sean Penn falling down the steps. And it looks like he did it, too. That's full commitment. That's a full send. But other than that, he looks like a pompous asshole. He's a very, 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 very hardcore liberal. He has an opinion about everything. Um, I think he probably, on this list, I think he'd give me the best fight. I know he's like, what, 5'2"? He's a little guy, but he's got a lot of fire in him. I bet you he can take a shot. He's a little muscly, but I think I could I, I, I'd toss him around if I ever got my hands on him. But yeah, Sean Penn it's firmly standing number two. I messed up on Vin Diesel. He should be a five. Then Chris Bound, then Spencer Pratt. That's how it should go. And my number one, I've already talked to him on this podcast. If you know anything about this podcast, you know we are anti-fuck Snoop Dogg. Or I'm sorry, we're an anti-Snoop Dogg podcast. Uh, go fuck yourself, Snoop Dogg. This guy is 107 years old. He's been around since, you know, 87. Thinks he's like the toughest guy in the world. He plays a tough guy on TV. He acts like a tough guy in real life. I don't think anybody's around him ego checking this guy. He talked all that good shit about Connor. He thinks he knows everything about everything, whatever. Fuck that guy. Snoop, I've already went on Snoop Dogg. I don't need to. Hopefully this some kind, some somehow this little tiny podcast that we're doing right here in the beautiful Cincinnati, Ohio, hopefully this somehow gets across to Snoop Dogg. He takes me up on my challenge. I mean, I got about 170 pounds on him because I think he weighs about 40 pounds. But he's like 6'6", or however tall he is, so he's definitely got the reach advantage. But I promise you this, Snoop Dogg, you can go fuck yourself. If you ever, if I ever cross your path, which probably won't happen, I'll tell you to your face. Go fuck yourself, Snoop Dogg. So that's it. That's my top five. Um, bit Kind of some news. So got the fancy equipment, like I said. Next week, um, I should have two podcasts up. I will be having a guest on my podcast. Hopefully, we're going to record it Sunday. I don't want to, you know, no one big, no one super famous yet. It is a friend of mine. It is one of the best fighters that the UFC has not signed. It is erroneous and atrocious that this man has not been signed by the UFC. Um, he should have been signed years ago. I'm going to sit down and talk with him. I'm going to give him five questions, some oddball ones, some good ones, and we'll, and we'll, we'll dive into it. So I'll see you early next week.